0: This is a Squiz podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday, the 13th of May. In your Squiz today, Greg Norman is in a bit of hot water, an evolving weather situation in Queensland, COVID officially arrives in North Korea, and a definitive list of rom coms. This is your Squiz today. Aussie golfing legend Greg Norman has found himself in a bit of hot water in his role as chief executive of Live Golf, a company backed by Saudi Arabia to create and promote an alternative golf tour to the PGA. He was asked about the murder of journalist Jamal Khashoggi as well as Saudi Arabia's human rights record. He seemed to brush over and defend the country, Claire.
1: Yeah, he did. He was giving a press conference where he was announcing more funding for the tour, that funding's coming from Saudi Arabia's Sovereign Fund, which is led by Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. Just to tie all of that together, bin Salman is the man who was accused of sanctioning the murder of Khashoggi back in 2018. It was done, remember, in the Saudi Arabian embassy in Turkey. Uh, What he said at that time was that he took responsibility for it, but he didn't sanction it. Uh, When it comes then to Greg Norman and this tour, uh, he was asked yesterday whether he was comfortable with all of that, that he was comfortable working with people who have that kind of human rights record. And what Greg Norman said was that it was something that that he'd heard about, but he just kept moving on and that we've all made mistakes.
0: And that's the comment that's landed him in a bit of hot water. Live Golf have come out now to try and clean that up, saying the killing of Jamal Khashoggi was reprehensible. Everyone agrees on that, including Greg. As for Live Golf itself, Saudi Arabia's interest in promoting golf has been met by accusations of sports washing, which is when authoritarian regimes use sport to take the attention away from their poor human rights record. The tournaments are moving ahead, though. Norman, as you say, was announcing another $2 billion in funding for the competitions. He could have some trouble attracting players, though.
1: Yeah, and that's because the people who run the current tours in the United States and Europe uh, have said that they will suspend players who defect Norman's series. They haven't been able to attract any really big names other than Phil Mickelson, who is one of the biggest names in golf. Uh, but as for who is going to make up the rest of the ranks, there's not a lot of big names among them because they wouldn't be able to play in the other big tournaments.
0: Norman does say that 19 of the top 100 players in the world have committed to play in Live Golf's inaugural event next month in London, but they haven't yet been named. There would be eight tournaments in the series with some whopping big purses, up to $225 in prize money each. It's a lot of cash, but we'll have to see which players will risk those suspensions. An update on the weather in Queensland now. While it's great news that the drought has officially been declared over, it's come about as a result of more heavy rain and flooding. It's been called an evolving situation, Claire. Yeah, so
1: almost half of Queensland was still in drought uh, until these big rains of the last week or so. Uh, so, as you say, a lot of relief there, uh, but a lot of concerns too in some areas because heavy rainfalls are making for dangerous conditions, particularly in the north of the state. Uh, that severe weather system that has been there is moving on to central and southeastern parts of Queensland. Uh, so there's warnings around communities like Gympie and also new near Toowoomba.
0: Yeah, large parts of the state have so far received 10 times their monthly average of rain. The conditions aren't forecasted to ease until tomorrow. Still in Queensland and a super yacht tour operator has been charged with multiple drug offences relating to a diver who drowned in Newcastle this week while allegedly attempting to smuggle cocaine into the country.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it's been a really big haul that police have been able to get on top of. What they say in New South Wales in that port of Newcastle is that that diver died trying to retrieve 54 kilograms of cocaine said to be worth an estimated $20 million. It was allegedly attached to the hull of a cargo ship that had arrived from Argentina last weekend. James Blee is the super yacht tour operator. He is said to have been someone who was close by uh, when police were able to find that drowned diver. Uh, He went to North Queensland and then tried to flee to Singapore on Wednesday night, and that's when they arrested him. Also, late yesterday, what investigators say is that they believe the total haul was around 300 kilograms, and a couple of hundred kilograms of it has been linked to uh, a record seizure of cocaine in Indonesia that happened last weekend.
0: The investigations are continuing but Blee is expected to be extradited to New South Wales today to face those charges in international news now, COVID has arrived in North Korea. The Hermit Kingdom has gone into a strict lockdown after confirming what state media is calling their first official cases.
1: How North Korea has been dealing with the pandemic is basically to close its border. It's not like it ever had a really big open border because Mm. that was always (laughs) very, very closely controlled. But uh, experts say they reckon COVID has been in North Korea during the pandemic, but it is the first official confirmation that cases are there. Uh, They haven't said how many and they haven't said where but a strict national lockdown is concerning to health authorities uh, internationally because they believe it will put more pressure on the people of North Korea who are already suffering uh, from that border lockdown which has restricted movement and also stopping essential supplies from entering the country.
0: North Korea is considered especially vulnerable to COVID because they haven't yet distributed a vaccine. They rejected offers of AstraZeneca and Sinovac vaccines last year. In the meantime, South Korea has renewed its offer of humanitarian assistance. On to Papua New Guinea now. The country's deputy prime minister died in a car crash on Wednesday night. His death means the country's general election will now be pushed back.
1: Yeah, Sam Basil was his name. Uh, He was also the transport minister. He was in a vehicle with three others. Uh, It sounds like another car has veered onto the wrong side of the road and hit his. Uh, He died of his injuries in hospital. Prime Minister James Marape said that his death was a big loss for his colleagues and for the country. Uh, As you say, with an election just about to be called, what officials have decided to do is to delay the nomination of candidates, which was due to happen next week. Uh, They'll also delay the election by a couple of weeks. So we're looking at July for Papua New Guinea's general election now.
0: 16th of July for that. Police are appealing for witnesses to come forward as they investigate the crash.
1: Friday lights this week. Claire, what's cooking? What's cooking is I've had a bit of a craving for beef tacos all week mm-hmm. and look, I'm not so high and mighty that one of the mm-hmm. supermarket kits don't <laughs> work for me. Yeah, I might enjoy <laughs> them from time to time. It's a really easy meal uh, but what this does is actually bring your own sort of home ingredients into that beef mix. Um, you don't have to though make any shells or wraps. I'm not going to be a martyr about it. Go and buy them from the supermarket market, but as for the meat and as for the salad-y bits and as for the dressings, uh, make them at home. It's really, really easy and it's really super delicious.
0: Beef tacos on the menu. I like it. We've also included a link to a Vanity Fair article. They've put together their top list of rom-coms. How to lose a guy in 10 days is coming at 28, which is an absolute travesty, (laughs) (laughs) but it's an eclectic mix and a good one to bookmark. Yeah, as I said, if you get stuck for ideas on what to watch, you're doing the Netflix scroll. I'll pop that link in your episode notes. But as always, it is in the Squiz Today newsletter. Squiz the day or across the weekend. Claire, what's
1: something to take note of? It is Scott Morrison, our Prime Minister's birthday today. He turns 54. He'll be spending it with his nearest and dearest, which at the moment is his staff and the (laughs) Travelling Media Pack. I was going to say, nearest and dearest
0: in a campaign (laughs) takes on a, a bit of a different meaning, I think. We should find out today who the Northern Territory's new Chief Minister is after Michael Gunner resigned this week. It's also International Day, and that is a day that I can definitely, definitely get behind. That's about all from us this week. Don't forget our Ask the Squiz episode is out tomorrow. That's where we answer the questions you guys have sent in about the election and the campaign. If you've got one, send it through to hello at squiz.com.au. Have a good weekend. We'll be back with you on Monday.